0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, a monthly podcast in which I chat with Hoka NAZ Elite team members, and you'll get a behind-the-scenes scoop on their training, racing, and everyday lives. I'm your host, Eric Sensman. You can find our monthly podcast on SoundCloud uh, by searching Hoka NAZ Elite, and you can learn more about the faces behind the team. Uh, by visiting their website, nazelite.com, their Facebook page, Northern Arizona Elite, or their Instagram and Twitter, both at naz elite. All right, welcome to this episode of uh, Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. I have the privilege of welcoming Aaron Braun for the first time. Thanks
1: for having me. Yeah,
0: good to see you. We had uh, talked about speaking before the race, but I think it worked out better this way. Didn't want to jinx any. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, yeah, we want to talk about kind of the buildup to Chicago, the, the race itself, um, and then kind of how uh, things will go going forward. Um, for those that, that didn't catch it, uh, Aaron was 14th overall, third American in two thirteen sixteen, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so that was quite a, uh, yeah, quite a result. So let's start by dialing back. Um, you had another big marathon in May Mm -hmm. and that was in Rotterdam Mm -hmm. and
1: you didn't finish.
0: I don't know. How many times has that uh, happened in your career? That was the first time. That was the first one. Yeah. I
1: I probably should have dropped out of my first marathon, but because it was my first marathon, I... I didn't <clears throat> i wanted to be a marathoner right and so i i struggled my way to the finish in that one but yeah the uh my debut and then rotterdam were pretty pretty rough days for me okay when, when was that debut how long ago? uh that was in la in 2014. okay so it's been some time now yeah um so
0: was uh, i i want to talk about kind of the motivations for chicago you mm. uh, of course had run it the year the year prior last year but um did the outcome at Rotterdam affect the, the decision to choose Chicago?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, when I looked into, I mean, I've, I've tried to kind of plan out I, th- I feel like I only have a few years left in my career. And so I've, I've marathon wise, I've tried and been planning out, you know, which marathons to do when, right. um, and trying to check off, uh, you know, I did Chicago last fall and I still really want to do Boston and New York sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in, in the back of my mind, the original plan was, okay, I'll run Rotterdam this spring, run a really fast time and then the next two marathons I can do will be New York this fall and Boston in the fall. That way I I get more practice at non-paced marathons and and non-flat marathons. Um, So yeah, when Rotterdam didn't go as planned, it kind of threw everything up on the air of like, okay, well, I'm going to do a fall marathon and I need to get some mojo back. But it kind of restarted okay which which marathon is going to be best for me sure so the thought was to kind of go back to something you
0: you know so to speak
1: yeah um it kind of appeared one of the things we thought uh, i think uh, there was many things that went wrong with rotterdam i don't think it was any one thing uh but one of the things we thought was that it was probably just too long of a build-up Um, I felt like I was in unbelievable shape probably a month or so before the race, Mm -hmm. um, had some issues with my stomach and other stuff and felt like I was maybe losing a little bit of fitness the last month. Um, and so Chicago being, um, the first marathon, we, we ended up thinking, really thinking about Chicago, New York or CIM with Chicago being the first one, um, that shorter buildup was one of the, one of the big draws to doing that one. Yeah and
0: his timing i kind of see that as a timing issue maybe like Mm -hmm. your timing was just a bit off for rotterdam where you were kind of maybe peaking a bit early Mm -hmm. is have you found that in the past have you had longer buildups that have worked or was this kind of out of the blue yeah
1: i mean with with the marathon i still kind of feel like a beginner um (laughs) chicago was was my fifth um my fifth one that i started Uh including rotterdam um, but I definitely noticed a trend when I was running shorter distances in the past where I definitely had a bread and butter kind of length of a season sure. that once I once I entered week, I can 12 or so, I started racing really well, was really sharp, mentally focused, fit. Um, and then I, I could keep that level of training and racing up for another six to eight weeks. Okay. So somewhere around 18 or 20 weeks, it's it's not so much the fitness would start tailing off, but I think I just got worn out mentally. Yeah. Um. I'm. I think I'm a type of runner that when I'm going, I like to go. Sure. Um. Still to this day, I I kind of fight Ben on some some days off uh-huh. because I I when I'm when I'm going, I want to go and I want to train hard <clears throat> and keep keep the stone in the to the grind. But and then when I'm off, I want to completely check out. Yeah. Um. And so I think. Yeah, Rotterdam just kind of ended up being a little bit too long. And so, yeah, it kind of fizzled off. Sure. So then let's talk
0: about this build then to Chicago. Um, I think my first question is, so you ran fairly similar time or rather close times. I imagine uh, Chicago last year is now your third fastest ever marathon.
1: Uh, Second fastest. Chicago (laughs) last year was third fastest. Right.
0: Chicago last year was third fastest. And they were... 30 seconds
1: yeah less than 30 less than
0: 30 seconds um were there many similarities between that build for last year because of that success in in this one this year did you guys kind of try to mix it up more
1: um it was it was definitely more similar to chicago last year than rotterdam this year um but i think we almost did the the changes that we made from chicago last year to rotterdam this year we basically reverse those the other way this time. Got it. And so, uh, we were a little bit more conservative in terms of mileage, um, It's the least amount of mileage that I did before a marathon, uh, but probably a little bit more aggressive on some of the workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the the biggest workouts were probably bigger than I've done before, uh, but I'd say the number and frequency were also a little bit more conservative. Okay. Um, and so, which, that kind of mimicked a lot of what I did, um, when I ran my PR in Houston, that, um, my previous coach, we did basically the same thing of like, okay, when, when this, when my debut marathon went so bad, okay, let's dial everything back. Sure. We know that you're, you're really talented. We know that you were really fit. It's just the matter of timing it correctly. And, and basically if anything, it's a lot better to be a little underprepared, but mentally excited rather than completely, totally prepared, but almost looking forward to the race being over rather than starting the race. Right,
0: right um well you you're 33 how old are you 31 31 not, not that old oh my god <laughs> I was talking to someone this morning uh mentioning this
1: podcast and they thought you were 30. Right? I yeah it, I think it's the kids I got, <laughs> I got a seven-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old right. so that that makes me feel like I'm 40. Okay
0: so, yeah, fair enough so this is even more to my point you you are uh fortunately still a, a young man in the grand the grand scheme yeah. of things um you did mention though you feel like you're towards the maybe the later end of your career, do you think that those training blocks, uh, as a result, maybe are gonna be truncated a little bit more as, as you go forward? Um,
1: yeah, I think so. I mean, um, we always t- try to tinker with things a little bit and see where we can sure. improve, but I think definitely playing a little bit more on the conservative side is right. gonna do me well. Um, yeah, I, I, I joke around with people that, yeah, I, I have a young relatively younger age i'm only 31 but i have a lot of miles on my tires <laughs> um, i went to adam state and that's a uh, very very high mileage program yeah, i started yeah. running 100 mile weeks i think my either second or third year there yeah so as a teenager right. 20 year old so i have over a decade of like a lot of high mileage and so right. now um, I think especially with some of the injury stuff that I've had to deal with the last couple of years, um, we're trying to transition a little bit of to, okay, let's do a little less mileage, a little, not as crazy of buildups, but right. you know, rely on the last 10 years of training that I've yeah. done to, to supplement that kind of stuff.
0: In 10 years of high mileage, virtually all at altitude, right?
1: Yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've, that's a, a fun fact. I've never lived anywhere below like for 4,900 feet. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so always loved at altitude. Yeah,
0: that's, uh, well, it's paying off. It yeah, like. yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so let's talk a little bit more before we talk about the race itself. When, you mentioned this being a little bit um, abbreviated compared to the Rotterdam buildup, when did things really start for you in getting prepared for Chicago?
1: Um, uh, So I did, my last race, we had, uh, after Rotterdam, we kind of also changed some of the plans that we had f- uh, for the immediate for th- coming months sure um so we i wouldn't say rushed back but i mean since i dropped out pretty early on yeah, was it, it was 25? like mile uh i think mile 19 it was okay. 30 31 okay. i think is a little before 31k so i didn't run a marathon so I, right. I wasn't as beat up because of that um and so we didn't take as much time off and kind of tried to jump start things a little bit earlier. So had, had a short summer season that ended in July and then kind of did the same thing where it's like, okay, well, this was a short season. So we'll take a short break and kind of jump right back into it. And so I'd say probably about nine to 10 weeks out from Chicago is when we started. um, And it wasn't all like big time marathon training all at once. It was like, okay, we'll have a few weeks of like solid training and then really just the last six to seven weeks we're like okay this is we're gonna really try to get some good marathon training the next four or five weeks
0: yeah and i know that um it maybe wasn't as uh, it didn't maybe look good as good on paper as some of your your other builds uh from what uh, ben had told me um it was a little bit maybe rough around the edges compared to some yeah. other builds. So, yeah, just kind of speak to that, sort of what that struggle was like and, I don't know, I guess how um, how much more fulfilling it was to have a good one.
1: Yeah, um, I think there was definitely some physical stuff. Um, luckily, I had John Ball to kind of straighten me out uh, both a week before the race kind of gave me a final tune-up and then a few weeks before um, where it was it was nothing that I was even really feeling, but it was just... I think something that was slowing me down uh just because I wasn't running as as naturally and or as relaxed as possible um so there was there was some physical stuff that uh prevented me from hitting some of the some of the workouts the paces and stuff of the workouts that I wanted to but really the biggest thing that I had to battle was a lot of mental stuff um I've been pretty consistent throughout my career of like now, when I look back early on early on in my career, some of my bad races right. really weren't that bad. <laughs> they were just, I had such really high expectations. Sure. Not that I still don't, uh, but I feel like I've I've had worse days than I used to. Yeah. So, Rotterdam, um, and then kind of the last, uh, at Boilermaker, my last race of the summer season didn't go very well. Um, and then I raced the 20K, 20K in champs. really hot and humid conditions, yeah. so that didn't go really well. So you were conf- ninth.
0: It wasn't that bad, yeah. but,
1: but confidence wise, <laughs> I, I really, I was starting to question like, man, am I, am I, you know, if I'm in my thirties, I've done 10 years of high mileage. Am I, am I on the downward slope sure. in my career? And so, uh, really had to fight some of those questions popping up and just kind of trusting like, okay, you know, it's because the race was hot and humid or it's this reason or that sure. reason, or, or basically just kind of uh you know ben helped me out a lot with that and then just kind of trying to rationalize things rather than listen i'm an emotional guy but Uh sometimes especially when it's negative you got to creep those get those emotions out and try to think more rationally
0: yeah what what role um it's you know the naz elite team i guess i i don't know um closely, a, a whole lot of professional teams, but from the looks of it, you, y'all are pretty close yeah. uh, overall and, and obviously uh, with Ben too. What role does that sort of um, community play in helping you through uh, some of those times when you're you're mentally down?
1: Yeah, I, I think it helps a lot. Um, I mean, especially, I mean, we added those four new girls, but I think most of the team is really seasoned veterans. Yeah, And so, you know, we've been through the ups and downs and, um, you know, I, th- I think a lot of times, you know, when it's your own running, you c- you kind of get in your way more than you should. <laughs> sure. um, whereas when you're an outsider and or a teammate and you can kind of look at what someone's doing, it's like, hey, man, like some, the Scots both told me, like, y- you think this buildup has been bad. Like, it hasn't, yeah, it hasn't been perfect. Sure. But it's not as bad as you think. Like, don't don't beat yourself up for not running quite as fast on that long steady state yeah. or, you know, not, not doing... Uh, not doing 120 miles, only doing a hundred miles a week right. or something like that. And so, um, you know, and those, they're guys and girls that I really trust and, you know, they've been kicking butt lately. And so kind of the more people you can hear that positive reinforcement from the better. And yeah. so, um, especially, especially the ones that are out there suffering through Ben's workouts <laughs> instead of
0: just him. Totally. Totally. Um, well, getting closer to the race now. Uh, I, I just read a, a kind of a neat uh, anecdote about when you first joined the team, and you uh, you paced uh, some of the guys through five k at the the Stanford ten k. Yeah. Uh, a couple of days before a race of your own, um, so sort of neat that this year uh, at at your marathon uh, at Chicago, uh, Scott Fable and Scott Smith uh, sort of return return return, yeah. the, fa- return the favor when. How did that come about? Like, what's the story uh, behind that? Uh, that Gosh, I
1: I don't remember. It it felt like it was far enough out that we were kind of talking about it for a while. Um, I can't remember who exactly came up with it, but when it was first an idea, I was like, oh, that would be really cool. But... You know, most of the time we do our long, our last long steady state a little bit closer to the race. Uh, for them, Chicago was four weeks before mm-hmm. uh, New York, and so I was like, oh, that would be cool, but the timing probably just doesn't work out um, well enough. Uh, but they continued to talk about it with Ben, and eventually decided that, you know, they're still gonna have plenty of good workouts um, in those two weeks between Chicago and when they'll start their taper for New York sure. two weeks out. And so, yeah, I was like, it was, it was awesome. I mean, um, just be able to completely, I mean, I've never, I've done paced marathons before, but I've never Rotterdam was paced, but I, we decided to go my own pace. And Uh so I ran all, all by myself. Um, Houston was also paced, but I didn't, I wasn't in a pace group. I ran with someone, but we weren't, we weren't in a pace group. And so, And I, yeah, I felt like one of the, one of the top contenders getting my own two personal pacers of like, they were going to do whatever pace I requested the day before the race. And, and just, I mean, it's one thing to have pacers, but you know, the, um, Scott, Scott and Matt all ran, uh, Frankfurt last year and, you know, they met their pacers like hour before the race. And I was like, well, I hope these guys are fit and can run consistent and steady. Whereas, I mean, I've I've worked out with these guys for years and know you know we we kind of know when one's feeling a little bad and you know the other one surges ahead and like we've worked together for years and so doing it another 17 18 miles at chicago was like man this is just gonna feel like another day out on lake mary right and so that that kind of comfort was was really exciting yeah i'm sure that was extremely
0: helpful oh yeah you know the energy and the anxiety and all that yeah the race um and so it, i read that uh, they told ben afterward that it wasn't always easy mm-hmm. um holding you know you right about 502 pace for that for that uh first 30k with them mm-hmm. um a little bit less than 30k i guess uh what uh did you did you ever get that sense when no. you were okay they
1: let they <laughs> they seemed incredibly strong um yeah they every now and then i would I think it was only a couple of times early in the race. I would like come up and run beside them and stay behind them. I could almost sense they were like, no, like you stay behind us the whole time. We're here to do our job. You stay tucked in and don't do anything. And so, um, yeah, though, uh, I think I felt, I probably felt the best that I felt the whole race right around halfway. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of it was because we were running through downtown again and all the people screaming got me, got me a little amped up and, um, yeah, I like, we came through a little bit over 66 minutes and I, I yelled, Scott Smith was always a a little bit more ahead. So I think Fabo was the only one that heard me, but I yelled like, all right, let's start cranking it down to five flats. Um, and so, but they, I mean, yeah, they looked incredibly strong the whole time. And I kind of joked with them beforehand was, um, I wanted them to feel good and be able to get me through. But I was like, I have to go 26.2. So I don't, I don't ever want to have the sense that you guys are feeling better than I am when I have to go further. Um, and so luckily that didn't happen, but I also never, I mean, I'm super excited to see them race New York because I never, I'd never noticed like, Oh, they're really dying. They're barely barely making it to, I felt like they could have gone the whole way if they needed to. Right.
0: Um, Yeah, I know Ben was really pleased with with that outcome as well in terms of how that bodes for them at uh, New York, so that's exciting. Um, I want to talk about the race. Uh, I feel like it's (laughs) super easy to break down. Uh, You just, like, ran, you know, 212 bates for for a really long time. If you look at the 5K splits, it's... uh, they're what like eight seconds apart at most through mm-hmm. like thirty five k. I
1: haven't looked at this. Okay, yet. yeah,
0: <laughs> I I saw them through twenty five k, and th- yeah, I think the variations, yeah, five or six seconds. So, mm-hmm. um, rather remarkable your ability to you know hit a pace and well, and maintain it.
1: Not my ability. This, <laughs>
0: this, the Scott's the, ability, the Scott's, but yeah. yeah,
1: I I mean that was that was one thing with the another thing with the trust that I had in them is that I. I told myself before the race that I would look at like big interval marks. So like five miles and 10 miles and half. And I think maybe around like six or seven, like I would get a glance because there were clocks at every mile. Right. Right. And so most of the time I like try really tried to keep my head down and not look at it and not worry about it. I didn't want to, overthink like how fast it was how slow it was how i was feeling early on in the race that's another thing i think i didn't do well in rotterdam okay uh-huh. um and so with them it's just like you know if we're a second or two fast or a second or two slow i don't care they'll they'll adjust adjust for it if we need to uh, i trust them completely and so i really didn't see any splits besides i think Casually glancing at one at around seven miles, but I tried to not like do yeah. the math on, like, oh, what right. pace is that? Yeah. Um, so I didn't really look at all until halfway. I was like, okay, 60. And because I was feeling so good, we came through sixty six zero or something yep. like that. And so I was like, man, I feel so good there's no doubt i'm going to run 211 i'm at least going to be able to negative split you know 10 seconds to get that 211.59 or whatever and one of the main reasons why i screamed at them to start ratcheting it down to five flat was like man i feel so good now that if i can feel this good all the way to the finish i might even have a shot of running 210 sure um so it didn't end up happening Uh, half halfway in the marathon is that old cliche it's it's not halfway i mean you still got 13 miles to go so much can happen and a lot did but yeah that that first half marathon was a dream for sure
0: yeah so um let's see before we get to the second half or towards the end of the race you know most people running a marathon um well, it's going to be, the pace will be a little more casual than, mm. than 502. Yeah. Um, and so I think most people end up, you know, chatting with the people around them, um, whether it be strangers or friends, mm. um, I'm, in fact, I remember my first marathon, and someone told me I was kind of worried. And they're like, "Oh, don't worry, you'll start running," and like all of a sudden, someone will be running your pace next to you, yeah. and you'll start chatting. But doing it, having a couple friends with you, I think you're even more inclined to to chat. Was there any of that at all with with the Scots? Was there any kind of back
1: and forth or? Um, I think there might have been like just when you saw something. I think we might have said something when we saw Craig let's okay. along the course. Um, there was another point, I can't remember exactly when, but a guy like cut, was crossing the street, like way too close. And so okay. they shouted at him and kind of talked about that. Uh-huh. And then, uh, Kia was also in our group. Uh-huh. And so I think some, some time around like seven miles or so, um, like, you know, we would kind of switch off who was right behind the Scots. And so one of the times he kind of asked like, get up, get up here or something like that. Okay. I was like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I feel fine. I'm, yeah. I'm just, you know, a, a step or two off for a second, but yeah, n- not, a, not a whole lot. Um, but then as they, as they started getting closer to being done, uh, they, I think they kind of sensed that they were going to be done and started to get a little bit more chatty of like, come on, you, you're going to do this. You're doing awesome. And, uh, like fallable made some, I mean, I call them jokes, but maybe genuinely <laughs> thought I was looking handsome. I don't know. Um, but yeah. And so a, a little bit for. I mean, for my previous experiences, probably a little bit a little more bit than more. usual. Because sure. yeah, all the all us Flagstaff guys together. Totally, so. totally,
0: yeah. And so I know. Um, well, I know you gave Ben a, a thumbs up about halfway through, mm-hmm. which which was not expected. And then uh, you even like fist bumped the the Scots when they were they were pulling off. So mm-hmm. even as far as thirty, the thirty k range, you were still feeling yeah pretty good. I mean, those would be yeah. yeah that would suggest that you were you were mm-hmm. feeling pretty good. So, and and you felt you might have a shot at yeah, 211. What um d- when did d- was there like a dramatic shift at some point in the race where it was like, "Oh god, this is no longer happening." Or, yeah. Well,
1: I I should also say I'm I was definitely feeling good, but everything with my stomach didn't feel all that great. Okay. Pretty early on. I don't remember if it were 5k or 10k, but um, the drink that I was taking wasn't it wasn't sitting bad, but it wasn't, I was a little worried with how long the race was going to be. I started thinking like, man, am I going to have to stop and go to the bathroom? Like I wasn't sure about that, but everything else felt so good that, um, the couple of times that I did see Ben or went near when the Scots dropped out at that time, the stomach was feeling okay. And so when it was feeling okay, it was like, man, I'm going to be able to crush this. Um, yeah, I was right about a little after um, they dropped out, uh, Jonas Hampton, a guy from BAA, was mm-hmm. still in our group, and so when they pulled off, like you know, I wanted to yeah fist bumped them and like thank them. Like gosh, they did an amazing job, yep. and it was it was so so fun being able to run together. And so uh, one of my one of my mottos uh, going into the race was that I I really wanted to have a sense of gratitude. Yeah. Um, I think especially in the the 20k and Rotterdam and and uh, Boilermaker I had I had played the victim card a little too often in my head of like oh all these this I'm feeling bad this is happening to me like just you know that negative snowball effect of like a little negative thought turns into a bigger one and um, and so I I wanted to really try to combat that by having a sense of gratitude of like, you know, even if this goes tough, like, I'm, I'm still out here racing, I get to be, I'm healthy, I'm competing, I get to run mm-hmm. in the Chicago Marathon, like two years, two years ago, I wasn't able to start the Olympic trials, like things could be worse. Sure. Um, so wanted to express that sense of gratitude to them when they pulled off. And then, um, once they did me and Jonas talked a little bit, like, let's just, we don't have to do anything crazy. Like, let's just try to keep running the pace that they they set up for us. Um, and then I, I still wasn't looking at, at any mile splits. Cause I wanted to get as far into the race that, that I could without worrying too much about time. Um, but I, I think we started slowing down somewhere around 19, 20, 21. Okay. Um I think I I started glancing at the clock and I think one of those miles were like 5:15 or something okay. like that but I still I still didn't want to think too much of that and get get into that negative right. uh frame of mind and so um <clears throat> there was a group of Americans up ahead of us that was Parker Alcano Kibet mm-hmm. and Ahmed um and so I just really wanted to focus on competing trying to work together with Jonas to catch those guys and then also trying to beat Jonas sometime late in the race. Um, and so, yeah, I, it definitely got harder those few miles and my stomach started feeling a little bit worse of like, gosh, I need to, I need to make it to a bathroom. I just hope it's the bathroom after the finish line, (laughs) not before. And Um, it was, I presume. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily it, 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 it was weird. It just, it just kind of sat there and you know, it would, it would feel okay for spots. Um, but it luckily, uh, it never got worse than like, oh, this is uncomfortable. This doesn't feel good. I might have to stop. It never right. got worse than that. So yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm sure this would be helpful for anyone running a marathon, whether they're trying to run, you know, uh, 219 or whether they're trying to go four hours it sounds like what you were saying is towards the end of the race, rather than using the clock as your gauge, um, It was still an external gauge but it was the people around you yeah um and that kind of dictated the the pace you were running
1: yeah kind of continuing to take that self-evaluation of like okay how am i how am i feeling how's my breathing how Mm -hmm. are my legs feeling um and not worrying too much about like oh is that split five seconds too fast five tech five seconds too slow just really going by feel um, and kind of using that competitive drive of like, okay, there's some people up there that I really want to catch. Um, And I I knew kind of with the plan of the Scots pacing and everything um, and previous marathons that I've run, it's been different spots each time, but somewhere between 22 miles and 24 miles, I start thinking like, you know, this is still going to hurt a lot, but I only have – 11 to 22 minutes left sure and i've gone all this way right like and as long as i'm not falling apart when i get to those miles like okay yeah this is going to hurt a lot but i know i'm going to make it yeah and so i knew that that those questionable from when the scots dropped out at 17 and a half 18 whatever and it ended up being up until whenever i finally got that feeling those were the tough miles that I I still had to have the balance of like not worrying too much about how much I had left. Sure. Uh, but also, you know, trying to be aggressive, but not recklessly aggressive that I didn't have anything left by the time I got to the last few miles. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, that was comparing to what, I, where I ran when I ran Chicago again last year, right? That was a spot that I really struggled. Those mile 15 to 21, 22, okay. or something like that, um, and so I I think I did a much better job this year, uh, but I can still improve on it quite a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. And is that sort of learned experience? The idea of you know don't focus so much on the splits later in the race, just try to compete, or is that like you
1: know something you've adopted from teammates or that Ben talks to you guys about? Or um yeah a little a little bit of all of those. Sure. Um, I think probably yeah I mean I was I was questioning my confidence in other areas, but I based off of my previous experience, most of my marathons I've closed pretty well the last mile or two. okay um, and so kind of having that as as one of the confidence feelings of confidence that I did have, um, I didn't worry about that as much okay. even though it turned out being <laughs> that I, I it still didn't go bad, but it was like my slowest mile right And there's a little
0: hill in there, right?
1: yeah the, I, I mean it for chicago State. for a flat course yes. right, yeah.
0: right. Yeah. um fair enough so you did finish you were again two thirteen sixteen third third american 14th overall what was the what was the feeling when you when you got done
1: um it was a, a mixed bag i'd say uh i think because i was on 212 pace for so long um and then even the last mile um you know they had they had the banner of 1 mile to go I looked at my watch and i think it was i don't remember the, it must have been 20740 mm-hmm. 40 something yep. and so i was like okay well i'm not going to smash my pr i'm not you know there was as as the time slipped away i was like okay well eleven's not going to happen but 212 still really good yep. um and then there was okay well i can i can still run the team record scott smith's 2 21221 i can yep. still maybe get that and then it became, okay, well, I could still PR, like it's been a while since I've PR'd. Yep. And so I did the math with, with that last mile to go of like, okay, I just need a 510. But I I kind of knew as I kept going, there was also, it's one of the, the headway. because uh, yeah, head- you
0: turned north again. Yeah, right. the same
1: yeah. kind of thing of like, I think if I were just running a mile, that mile is like, oh, it's a little breezy. But it being the last mile of my of marathon and the wheels already coming off a little bit, it felt like, a strong headwind, yeah. um, and so I I kind of had the sense of like f- feeling it slipping away, Yeah. Uh, which that was definitely frustrating and like oh man like it's my PR was 2015 like it's years since I've PR'd, um, so that was that was disappointing. But um, you know being third American again uh, was was really rewarding. Running faster, although just by a little bit, running faster than I did last year was exciting. Um, and so, yeah, just a mixed bag of like, you know, I, I gave it all that I had. And so in the end, that's, you know, I always want to measure times and places and all that. But, uh, in the end, there's only so much, you can't control other people's performance. You can't control what the weather is going to be, all that stuff. And so, um, a mixed bag, but in the end, I knew that I gave it all that I had on that day. And, um, for considering the buildup and some of the question marks that I had going in, it was on a, on a grading scale, I'd say it was a, a C plus okay. to B minus somewhere right. in that range. That's fair. Um, so there's
0: room, room for improvement. Yeah. And, uh, we'll talk here shortly about where that might be, but, um, well so ben was there the scouts were there you had family there yeah
1: did you did you enjoy yourself oh yeah yeah it was it was a super memorable weekend um even going into the race gosh i was just kind of overwhelmed with like it was an awesome reminder of like man there's so many people out there that really love and support me um and that makes some of those question marks of confidence and stuff like kind of ease away of like you know I'm, I'm just going to give it all that I have. And you know, I know that these people who true who truly love and support me, as long as I do that, that's all that they expect. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, obviously they're all hoping for as fast a time as high of a high of a place as, as possible. Um, but as long as I, I can give it my hundred percent effort, then I can look them all in the eyes afterwards and hope that we, they can still be proud of me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would hope so. Um, yeah, it's good. Well, and it's good to know that even if uh, thirteen people beat you, you you know the people that love you still still love you. feel like a winner. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and I, so I know you've mostly taken uh, time off since mm. no no real running, but obviously that'll change at some point. Yeah. Um, it's no secret that anyone in your position is is targeting the twenty twenty trials. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I I doubt that you have a full calendar between now and then figured out um, but in terms of those 2020 trials the course in Atlanta from from what I know anyways is, is um a bit hillier mm-hmm. than Chicago um, obviously uh you would you would think it'd be a little more tactical a little less just run 502 yeah as
1: a championship style right it's, exactly yeah, yeah.
0: um so what, what what do you what are your takeaways you know we're still a little ways out but from Chicago have you thought much about like um how this performance influences, you know, your confidence level or how you're feeling about uh, that in a couple of years. Yeah,
1: I've I've started to think about that uh, a little bit over the last few days. Um, I told uh, someone in an interview after the race that really one of the biggest takeaways is just how fun it's going to be mm. running with Scott and Scott. Both, I mean, not just racing with them, but training with them, sure. leading up into Atlanta, um, and just that that same sense of camaraderie of like, okay, you know any one of us are capable of doing it um let's try to work together and throw everything we have at pouring our heart and soul into this race and hopefully it, it winds up with one of us make one or mo- more of us making the team um and so yeah the last the last few days um thinking about it uh yeah same kind of mixed bag of like okay uh i've kind of had besides those two bad performances the marathon i've kind of gotten consistent at running solid. Yeah. Um two twelve high to two thirteen is is good. Uh I don't think that's gonna make the team though. Okay. Uh, so that's that's definitely something of like, okay, well, I still have sixteen months to go. Um I'm still this was only my only my fifth one, so I still feel like there's things that I can learn both both in the during the race itself and in the build up. Yep. Um and so kind of hoping and just slowly day after day, like, okay, I know I need to get better. Um, and trying to work on that to, to give myself the best, the best shot possible and also helping my teammates to, to help each, each of us have as great a shot as we possibly can.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious how much you, how much confidence you draw from your, your PRs sub, sub marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, if I had a faster half marathon PR than Fobble, I'd look him in the <laughs> eyes and think I could beat him uh, yeah. in the marathon. But um, yeah, d- does that? Do you still sort of draw from that well? Yeah,
1: like, yeah. Um, that's that's one of the the biggest uh, sources of confidence is that, and why I feel like when I run two twelve and two thirteen, it's like okay, that was good, that was decent. Okay. Um, I feel like based off my track PRs, my half marathon PR. <laughs> I should be able to go faster, right um, and it's just I mean, I've talked to a lot of people about it, and the marathon is just one of those like it takes a while to it takes a while to figure it out some yeah. i mean some people it comes naturally, um but unfortunately, so far for me, i, I wouldn't say it it's come worse for some some people, of course, uh, but it hasn't yeah, for it, others, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so it's. <laughs> It's kind of been more of a learning curve um, than some of the shorter race distances that I've done, uh, but that's also kind of the nature of the marathon. You can't. I mean, I guess Yuki does it, but most <laughs> right. most people don't run a marathon every other week uh-huh. or every month. Um, so, yeah, just trying to trying to learn as much as I can and and hoping that you know you look at all the the equivalency charts of like oh if you run this in the five k you can run this because right. most of the my my 5k 10k half marathon, I feel like pretty, al- align pretty closely. Yep, yep. Um, and so if I can ever pop one, one, a, a marathon on the day, I feel like I can go a lot faster and that, that would hopefully be, uh, enough to be top three in the trials. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, uh,
0: in Atlanta in 2020 would be yeah. a good time.
1: To yeah, <laughs> that would. yeah, I would be, I would be fine with, you know, my two stinkers and a couple of, a, f- a few decent ones in order to have the best one yeah come on on the perfect day
0: absolutely uh i feel foolish for not knowing this but did did you beat the 2018 boston marathon champ in chicago
1: yes he did yeah that was right. that was pretty cool yeah, yeah he was he was in our pace group with with the scots uh for the first i think 10 or 12 miles okay um and then yeah he obviously didn't have as good a day sure. as he did in boston so okay. that's a That's pretty cool. Cool feather to put in my hat. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: I'd be telling everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very cool. Yeah. So you've got 16 months between now and the trials, which is certainly yeah. Enough time to, to fit in another marathon Mm -hmm. if, if you wanted, what, what are your thoughts on what will happen racing wise in the next 16 months?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've thought about it a decent amount. Uh, me and Ben have talked about it a little bit. We've talked about it a little bit as a group. Um, I I feel like I'd, I'd like at least like to get one more marathon in. Okay, um, like we said, I'd like the perfect one to be on the trials day itself, but <laughs> don't want to waste it. Before yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd like to also see some progress um, of hopefully improving a little bit on my two twelve to two thirteen performances. Maybe run. you know, half minute to a minute PR Yeah. so I can see like, okay, I have made some progress. And then also just getting with the trials course being a little hilly and it's going to be a championship style race, maybe doing like a Boston or a New York or a U.S. championship uh, marathon where it's, you don't know what the pace is going to be like. Um, there's a little bit more hilly terrain that I have to have to have to navigate. Um, and so, yeah, just, Feeling, giving myself a little bit more comfort. knowing feeling like I got another experience. Uh, I mean, you learn so much through every every race and every race buildup. Yeah. Um, and then also doing, you know, I think I I haven't run on the track for a while. Okay. And so I I think for a while I kind of avoided doing that. Uh-huh. I think because I just honestly wasn't enjoying it. Sure. Um, and so I feel like I've been l- gone long enough. From it that I might be intrigued by getting back on the track again yeah. in the spring, um, and so I I feel like I'm I'm versatile enough that there's lots of options. It's just a matter of like okay for this season what do I want to focus on for this next couple months what do I want to focus right. on, uh, keeping the big picture of you know my best shot is to figure out this marathon thing yep. and, and be uh, going into Atlanta 2020 guns blazing confident fit all that kind of stuff
0: so you mentioned two very different style marathons as options the the flat fast pr course or the championship style which Mm. you know could uh lead to a pr but Mm -hmm. more more about placing there um and and you just mentioned uh, going into Atlanta with a lot of confidence, which will be important. Mm-hmm. What do you think you would draw more confidence from uh, running a, a flat fast race and and getting you know a PR by a minute or mm-hmm. mayb- maybe two minutes, or or maybe more, <laughs> um, or you know going to a New York and you know getting a fifth place and maybe it's only a minute or thirty second PR, but you know that's doing well at a at a championship race.
1: <laughs> um. I, th- I mean, I think right now, I mean, I got th- 16 months to think about it before the trials <laughs> right. and, and plenty of time to decide right, the next race. But right now, I kind of just because, you know, my last three marathons were Chicago, Rotterdam, Chicago, all. I guess Chicago wasn't paced last year, but I, I took the lead and tried to run as even as possible. Sure. So it felt like it. Um, I'd kind of like doing something different. So a a championship style course hills. Um, the only hilly marathon I've ever raced was my first one, uh, which didn't go well, but I feel like I'm, I'm a good hill racer and in shorter distances, so I should be good at it in the marathon, but I need to, I need to find out. Uh, I need to, I need to try it out and kind of see like, you know, what adjustments I might need to make before Atlanta. Um, so yeah. Right now, I think just kind of a a change in stimulus okay. in terms of, you know, I've done kind of the same thing the last few times. And so switch it up, even if it means I don't run quite as fast, sure. I think that'd be that'd be a, a fine compromise. Right.
0: Yeah. I actually forgot about this. This anecdote um, there. Y- and as elite you all have this this hill workout with four by two minutes mm-hmm. right and so you try to get as far as you can in two minutes
1: marshall lake workout at yeah. marshall
0: lake right yeah. uh and you and you hold the team record which in in uh coach rosario's words he didn't think was humanly possible <laughs> <laughs> how far you got up that hill um i i i suppose maybe other people are the same way i guess i forget that 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 you are good at the hilly stuff because yeah I you're so solid at that yeah, yeah that flat like keep the same pace sort of i haven't
1: thing. done it in a while yeah and so i've i've always liked the challenge of hills and uh yeah i think i mean some of the some of my best shorter races some probably one of the my i feel like my one of my breakthrough races early in my career was winning the manchester road races which is really hilly uh uh-huh. um and so i think uh, most of the time I'm pretty savvy of knowing when I should push, when I should save energy, sure. um, which especially comes in handy when you're going up and down hills. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of want to, want to find out yeah, how, how well I could handle it in the marathon.
0: If I was a betting man, I'd put you on the start line of Boston next year. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that seems like it'd be a good one. Um, Yeah, and then do you have anything specific uh, in terms of uh, shorter distance races between now and in the trials? Or it really just depends on the build and how things are are getting scheduled?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it'll depend on where the marathon fits in. But uh, like I said, I'd like to get back on the track a little bit. I don't know if I can run my track PRs anymore now that I'm older and not doing as much speed work. Sure. Uh, But I'd I'd like to come close to them. Um, And... You know, I'll probably have to twist Ben's arm to let me do it again. But that sub four mile is always, it's always going to be a dream until, until I hang up the shoes for good. That's going to be something that's, that's going to be on the bucket list of like, okay, when, when can we fit in this attempt?
0: That was, that was early this year, Mm -hmm. right? Was it February or March?
1: Uh, yeah. January, February. Oh, it was January. Is that early? Okay. And what, did it it end up being 401? 401.9. 401.9. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I know I, I know I'm still fast enough that it's it's possible. Okay. I just gotta gotta find the right time and get these old square pegs turning. <laughs> sure. Well,
0: I'll lobby on your behalf. If, okay. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, yeah, I think that covers it. We'll um, look forward to seeing how it goes here the next sixteen months. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you're obviously in a good spot. We'll wish you the best. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, we'll see you all next time. Thanks, Aaron.